G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Christmas is such an important holiday, yet we can lose sight of the importance of the holiday. Pastor Greg Laurie comments. Right now, some of you are probably thinking, okay, we can still hit the mall before it closes and we have to go to that party. And you're thinking about all these things, some things we want to do, let's be honest, some things we don't want to do, all in the name of Christmas and very easily, God's only begotten son can become God's only forgotten son. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins It's the most wonderful time of the year So the song says, it is wonderful But it's also the most chaotic time of the year, often the most stressful time of the year, and for some, the most depressing time of the year. Well, if it's chaotic, stressful, and depressing, we're focusing on the wrong thing. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps to adjust our focus and realign our celebration. When Jesus' birthday comes to the foreground, all the stress moves to the background. The title of my message is Don't Lose Jesus This Christmas. The story we're going to read is of a 12-year-old Jesus uh, who goes with Mary and Joseph to Jerusalem and they're in the temple and somehow with all the busyness of what they were doing, they lost Jesus. I'm in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 41 to 52. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. And after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth. But Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem and his parents did not miss him at first because they assumed he was with friends or among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him. Well, three days later, he was in the temple sitting among the religious teachers. So here's a 12-year-old Jesus discussing deep questions with them. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers, and his parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, Jesus asked. You should have known I would be in my father's house. Well, they didn't understand what that meant. And he returned to Nazareth with them and he was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. So Jesus grew in both height and wisdom. We'll stop there. Now this is what I want to bring up. They traveled a whole day before they missed him. 
They had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and never once saw his face. They had not lost their love for him, nor had they lost their faith, but they had lost him literally. And guess what? The same thing can happen to us, can't it? You can go a whole morning, afternoon, and well into the evening without a single thought about God, a single thought about Jesus, a single moment given over to prayer or opening the scripture. It's just not really a part of your day-to-day routine. And if someone were to ask you why, you'd say, well, I, I'm, I'm very busy. I have so many things going on. But isn't it amazing how suddenly our schedule miraculously opens up when we have a crisis? And suddenly we're calling our Christian friends and we're saying, pray for me. Uh, I have a problem. And it's so wonderful that God does not treat us as we often treat him, right? Because, you know, if you blow a person off and you don't respond to their text and you never call them and you never have communication with them and then one day you reach out and ask them for a favor, you might not get a response from that friend. They might think, well, I'll treat you like you treated me. I'm so glad God is not that way. And we go to the Lord and say, you know what? I haven't really heard from you for a while. I'm kind of busy and I have things to do. But no, he's not that way at all. He always longs for fellowship with us. Well, they finally find Jesus. They're obviously upset. Verse 48, son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. Was that the right thing to say to Jesus at that moment? Maybe she should have said something more along the lines of, son, we're so sorry we weren't paying attention. We were irresponsible. After all, you're only 12 years old. But instead they sort of blame him. Why did you do this to us? We often do the same with God. You know, we'll do something wrong. Then we'll face the repercussions of doing something wrong. And who do we blame? Ourselves? Never. God. God, why did you let this happen to me? The Lord's like, well, why, why did you neglect me? Why did you walk away from me? And so they had been involved in their religious activities, but they had forgotten all about Jesus. And I think, as I said already, this can really happen easily this time of the year. Because right now, some of you are probably thinking, okay, if Greg doesn't go long tonight, we can still hit the mall before it closes, and we can do this. And I'll wait, and you're thinking, what am I doing tomorrow night? Oh, we have to go to that party. Oh, no, we have to go over to this Christmas event. And you're thinking about all these things, all the things that we are supposed to do, some things we want to do, let's be honest, some things we don't want to do, all in the name of Christmas and very easily God's only begotten son can become God's only forgotten son. And we lose Jesus when non-essentials displace essentials. When we're busy, what's the first thing that we eliminate sometimes? Well, I don't, I don't have time to read the Bible. I'm busy. I don't have time to go to church. I have to go out and do things to celebrate the birth of Christ. See, and that's sort of a thing of priorities. Now coming back to Mary and Joseph, they lost Jesus in a sense, but they finally came to their senses and went back and found them. I'd like to know all the details of that conversation. So they arrive home. Hey, Mary, good to see you. Where's Jesus? What do you mean where's Jesus? I don't have Jesus. He's with you. I don't have Jesus. He's not with me. He was with you. No. What? You lost Jesus? I mean, literally, they're having this conversation. 
Well, where do we see him last? Well, in Jerusalem. Are you kidding me? He's way back in Jerusalem? Yeah, we have to go back there and find him. So that's exactly what they did. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today he's presenting a message called Don't Lose Jesus This Christmas. We're considering a time when Mary and Joseph did lose Jesus as a boy. Let's continue. Now let's sort of open this up a little bit and say, what should we do when we lose sight of Jesus? Well, we need to retrace our steps. Where did we lose him? In quotes. Where did we encounter him last? Have we gotten away from that place? In the words of St. Paul, we need to get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. Well, that's Paul McCartney, but still, it's true. Because it's echoed actually by the Apostle John, or actually by Jesus himself, as recorded by the Apostle John in our second passage. Turn there with me, if you would now, Revelation 2. Because this is a series of statements from Jesus to his church. And he tells us what to do when we have left our first love or lost sight of him. Jesus says to this church of Ephesus in Revelation 2 verse 2, I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say they are apostles and are not. You've discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. So first he commends them. You guys are awesome. I know you're discerning. I know that you are hardworking. I know that you're doing a lot of things right. But then he has this critique of them in verse four. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Now they had not lost Jesus, but they had lost sight of Jesus. Apparently for this church, work had taken the place of worship. Perspiration had taken the place of inspiration. And now Jesus tells them what to do. The great physician, as he's often called, gives his uh, prescription for renewal, his uh, antidote to this situation they're in. Verse five of Revelation two, remember from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Listen, if you are not right with God, here are the three R's of getting right with him again. Remember, repent, and repeat. First you remember where you were, then you repent, and then you repeat. Notice Jesus says, remember from where you have fallen. It's interesting because you show me any person that is backslidden, who has fallen into sin, who's gone back to the old life, and I will be able to retrace their steps because this happened over a period of time. It did not happen overnight. It rarely does. It was a series of steps that started back a ways, maybe a month earlier, maybe a year earlier, maybe five years earlier, where they began to leave their first love. That passion, that devotion, that intimacy they had with God, 
was no longer there. The same thing happens in marriages. You know, you have that excitement, you have that passion, you have that bloom of romance that brings you together initially. Then after you've been married for a while, it's sometimes gone. And that's something you have to tend to. That's something you have to give attention to. Sort of like if a fire is going out, you throw another log on the fire, right? Or if you get your logs at the market, another Duraflame on the fire. <laughs> so the idea here is, is that you need to keep your romance alive with your spouse and you need to keep your romance, if you will, alive with the Lord, staying as close to Him as you possibly can. But if you put your spiritual life in cruise control, troubles will soon develop. As a Christian, we should be constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly changing. So how does one get back? Jesus says, repeat or do the first works quickly. Go back to where you lost him and find him again. Where did Mary and Joseph find Jesus? They found him in the house of God. They found him in the temple. And that's where we will find him too. Now, I'm not suggesting that this building is a temple. As you can see, it's a pretty basic warehouse type structure. Nothing really fancy here. But I am suggesting that when God's people gather together, they meet the Lord in a special way. Because as I already mentioned earlier, Jesus said, when two or more gather together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. The Bible also says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. You know, some people say, I don't need to go to church. I just listen to podcasts. I can listen to the greatest preachers in America. I can get the latest worship album downloaded, worship in my car, listen to my podcast. That's all great. We have that technology out there too. We have a podcast. We have a radio show. We have all those things. But nothing takes the place of gathering together with God's people in church. Nothing at all. You know, even if you've forgotten about Him, even if you've become so busy you haven't paid attention to Him like you should, He is patiently waiting for you to return. Because even when you forget about God, again, God never forgets about you. Jesus is here for us right now, right here. He came to this earth born as a baby in a manger, lived his life in this earth and walked in our steps and he breathed our air and he died our death and then he rose again from the dead and, and now he stands at the door of our life and knocks. And if we'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. And I wonder, is Jesus Christ living inside of you right now? And if not, I would hope you would believe in him because he wants to forgive you of all of your sin and give you his full attention. He wants to be the Lord of your life, not just in the Christmas season, not just in the Easter season, not even just on Sunday morning, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as well. He's not just a Sunday Jesus. He's an everyday Jesus. And he wants to be a part of your life and a part of mine. But you have to open the door of your life and ask him to come in. And I wonder if you've done that yet. And if you're not sure that Jesus who was born in that manger and died on that cross and rose from the dead is living in your life, I'd like to close with an invitation for you to believe in him. But I would also close with this invitation for some of us that have 
Well, we've been a bit preoccupied and we haven't taken the time we should take for him. And we have found ourselves sort of gradually lapsing back into the old patterns again. We found ourselves engaging in some of the old sins again that we thought were a part of our past and are suddenly now are a part of our present. We don't want them to be a part of our future. And if that's you and you need to make a recommitment to Him, this would be a great moment to do it as we close in prayer. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank You for loving us even when we don't love You. Thank You for remembering us even when we sometimes forget You. Thank You for never running from us even though we have run from You. In fact, You don't run from us. You want to run to us. Because we think of the story of the prodigal son who ran away from his father. And it's a picture of us running from you. But when he came to his senses and returned home, you tell us that the father ran to him and threw his arms around him. And we know that's how you feel toward every one of us. You long for fellowship and friendship with us. You long for relationship with us. And I pray now for anybody here who does not yet know you, that this could be the moment when they come to know you and believe in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you'd like to follow through on what Pastor Greg was suggesting and make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, well, Pastor Greg would like to help you do that right now. Listen, if you would like Jesus Christ to come into your life right now, if you would like your sin forgiven, if you would like a new start in life, I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you would ask for God's forgiveness. So I'm going to ask you to just stop what you're doing right now and bow your head and pray this prayer with me if you want to make a commitment or recommitment to Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I know that I'm a sinner. And I thank you for dying on that cross for my sin and paying the price for it and rising again from the dead. I turn from that sin now. And I make a choice to follow you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for calling me and forgiving me and receiving me and loving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. Welcome to the family of God. We'd like to send you some follow-up materials to help you begin a new life of faith. Just ask for our New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-00-5011. Well, Jesus left the glory of heaven to walk among us here on earth. He humbled himself to live as a man, to be born in the most humble of settings, and to pay the price for our sin. We'll consider that sacrificial love next time as our Christmas series continues right here on A New Beginning. For a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Don't Lose Jesus This Christmas. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.